Redditors. Hello, Challenge fans. Welcome to another episode of Redditors React. Here I am filling in for Levi in the captain's chair. I'm your host, Brian Batty. And I'm back again to poison your eardrums with another recap of a fantastic episode of The Challenge. Obviously, though, I can't do it alone. So I'm headed off to London. I found a group of guys playing rugby in a park somewhere. I grabbed one at random and found my co-host for the day. None other than George. <laughs> How's it going, George? Uh, it's all good. I don't. I, I don't like the fact that this is now 50-50. Um, I miss the UK dominance on this. Mm. Um, mm. Although the UK never managed to dominate the challenge, so it would. It's only quite right that we never managed to dominate the podcast. Um, just quickly before we start, just a bit of a, Levi's uh, got some stuff going on at the moment, and he just wants to. He needs to step away from the podcast because um, he wants to be able to put the time and effort into it that the listeners deserve. Um, Brian, thank you so much for filling in for him. And to the listeners, please don't leave based on Levi not being here because um, we will do our best, but we know we won't be as good without our our handler, our shining light, our, our wonderful, wonderful Levi. Um, but yeah, looking forward to having you yeah. back soon, buddy. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I can't wait till Levi's back for mostly selfish reasons because you guys are my favorite podcast to listen to. Um, but secondly, because, you know, he's just better at this than us. So that'll just help us out in general, I think. Yeah, I uh, I listened, the one where I wasn't on a couple of weeks ago, I listened back and was like, ooh, this is, um, this is good. That's where <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come on, I completely disagree. Um, I do agree with one thing, though, in that, the next thing we go into is the banter segment. I think we can both agree with that. So let's banter. I hear you're. Uh, I hear you got some time off of work coming up, George. Yeah. So I've uh, I've been in a bit of a challenging four months for work, basically, where I've nice. been leading far too many things than I should have been doing. But I uh, I've got my first holiday since about May coming up on from Monday, and I am going to do all the things I shouldn't because I should be resting and recovering. But I'm going to start it mm. off by going. Actually, you'll appreciate this, Brian. Uh, Levi wouldn't because he wouldn't wa- doesn't watch films. But there's a great day out in um, there's a great day out in Leeds in the UK where you attempt to complete something called the Otley Run, and it is 26 pubs in a two mile radius. And I'm going to I'm going to go attempt to do that. And every Saturday it happens in the UK. If anyone's ever over, um, please let me know. I'll definitely come and show you around. But I'm Wait, going that to- every Saturday. Yeah, Leeds is rogue, mate. <laughs> Leeds is really yeah, sounds rogue. like it. Oh my god! <laughs> the first time I did it, I was dressed as a cow, and uh, we all so drunk we started to cross the roads across zebra crossings on our hands and knees. And then <laughs> cars kept beeping at us, and we were just like, "Would you like us to move on?" Which oh, nice, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But this 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 year, I'm going to do it dressed as um, Team America World Police. Oh, which nice. Are you going to have some like uh, some um, some puppet sex, too, or no? Uh, well, I'm going with my very best mate, Luke. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to be dressed up for this thing? Like, can I just go you, wear like a normal like my clothes or no? You don't you don't have to, but it's significantly more fun um, to do it dressed up. I, be, um, I'd be ostracized from the group if I didn't almost. You would you wouldn't be ostracized. You would just uh no, we, we'd set you a few challenges to go and get your own fancy dress off everyone else mm-hmm. on the night out, which would be better. Okay, and, uh, well, fair enough. Speaking of um, nights out, I also do you watch a show called The Boys? The Boys, I do not know. Ah, oh, damn. Uh, okay, <laughs> what, watch it. But if anyone else does, okay. I went I went out dressed um, for Halloween as Homelander. 
And uh, one of home, oh Homelander's God. one of Homelander's most favorite scenes is well phrases is to say I can do whatever the fuck I want, and um, <laughs> I can't actually no I can't say that. Go watch the boys, Brian, and we'll discuss it later. Okay, deal. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, a, yeah, that's quite enough banter. <laughs> for, well, on your side, at least. Um, for Halloween, I'll just go quick with the banter. Funny story. Oh, Halloween was Sunday. And um, at my work, we didn't really want anybody to dress up. So we came up with a compromise of like, we'll do like a Western theme because that'll be keep it simple. And then I forgot about it. And I went to work dressed in my normal clothes. And I was the only one not dressed up. So that was fun. Um and then there was one girl who got way too dressed up and took the memo way too seriously. And then, so I don't know which one of us looks silly or her, or me, <laughs> but neither of us were in like that juicy center that most yeah. people land well, in, you know? If it makes you feel better for my bigger birthday party we had on Saturday, um, we played a game called Ue Le Poulet or in uh, English, where is the chicken? Isn't, isn't it pronounced Emmy Alupe? And I think she's a <laughs> Romanian rapper. <laughs> Oh, that is... <laughs> Mate, you've been practicing with segues. That's worked really well. Oh, no, no, maybe but... a little bit. Ue Le is basically where you set an area of pubs. Um, everyone gives chips in 20 quid uh, or dollars, whatever you want. Um, and then as the, as the person who was dressed as a giant chicken, I had to run off and hide in a pub and just start drinking. And when the faster people find me, they can join in drinking and get some of the kitty. Now, this game sounds hilarious in theory until what it boils down to is I'm sat by myself in a pub around loads of families dressed as a chicken drinking alone. So, <laughs> guys, when you play Uri Pune, tell a couple of your closest mates where to find you or pick a what? really obvious pub. <laughs> Why do I have a feeling that if in 10 years things go incredibly wrong for you, that you're just going to do that just because you want to do it and just go drink that, a lot and dress like a chicken? That sounds incredibly right. That's like my retirement plan. <laughs> well, speaking of retirement plans, I do hear that you have a massive poll um, as well as the poll that you put on Reddit. So why don't you just go ahead and go through the Reddit one uh, and see what we got this week? Bravo. I enjoyed that. Um, so Thank I, you. this was I, some, I, I, the question this week was what's been the best part of this season so far? And I split it out into daily missions, eliminations, mm. house drama, politicking, deliberation, and cast relationships. And the, so we'll quickly go through the results. Uh, eliminations won with 406, but only like, that's only 32% of the vote. Um, we had like 1200, just over 1200 responses this week. Um, house drama came second with nearly 300 cast relationships had 216 and then politicking daily missions and deliberation rounds out the pod now the reason this was interesting is um someone who we haven't met but the guys over at stir the pod podcast commented and they was like they actually made a really good point which is i've really enjoyed this season but then when i broke it down to that i thought actually none of these have been standout moments so mm. like, if you're going to say War of the Worlds 2, the eliminations were like all time great. There were hardly any duds. War of the Worlds 1, the day the daily missions were absolutely incredible. But this one, I was like, actually, none of them have been incredible. The eliminations probably have been the strongest like across the season. But I'm really enjoying this season when all the component parts of the challenge are a bit subpar, which I found quite weird. Mm. I, well, okay, so... Let me just start off by saying almost always, like I'm talking 
man, probably nine out of 10 times. My answer to that is always going to be the cast relationships because that's always the most important or most interesting thing to me. I mean, they could just, it could be just them in a house and I would still watch like no elimination challenges. They didn't have to, they don't have to really do any of that for me. Um, but that's, that is, you're right. Because when, as you were saying that, I was like, as you were like going through the options, I was kind of like, hmm, so what is like the standout? Because that would have been my answer. So I was like trying to think like out beyond my own um, self. And you're right. It, it definitely, I have enjoyed it, but it has been sort of like a, some of some of the parts rather than mm-hmm. like the individual aspects of it. So that is weird. I'm, I'm surprised that, um, I'm just surprised eliminations were the winner there. Is that weird? Did you think that they were going to, what did you think was going to win? I voted for cast relationships. And I think the reason was that is I've actually, and so someone who I, I think it was Nova Rogue uh, or Natty B. Um, yeah, sorry. I think Nova Rogue, who does a wonderful um, weekly like vote. Like the player of the week. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. She called out that the drama and hookups have been lit. I actually critically agree. We missed that from Double Agents. There wasn't much of it. And then someone called um, Mr. Shrambles, who... I just really enjoyed the name has said that the rookies were the highlight for him. And I was like, actually I do see the point there. We had at least, even though a lot of the rookies gameplay has been terrible um, in terms of trying to win. Most of the rookies have added something. A lot of Mm -hmm. rookies who are on this season have had like a moment where I will always remember them. It's like Michaela in episode one, you have the list. Kel's, eviscerating josh in uh deliberation uh yeah. michelle like a couple of actually really good um as well huey i mean but disastrous way up there but every time he opened his mouth we got tv gold God, I yeah. miss huey i really miss I do huey. too um, i do too him and his massive ass uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, to, I, I, th- that was the general theme I was like actually yeah the rookies have been poor from a gameplay pers- gameplay perspective but as new characters i think they're actually the reason i've enjoyed this season quite a lot interesting yeah i mean i do i do see what you mean as far as like the standout rookies but also like they're better have been because we're on like episode 13 of now of like rookies being like a reason beyond for, for things happening in the game. So it's like, if they did pick a bunch of lame rookies, like this would have been even, this would have been a bad season. That's for sure. They let the rookies had to carry it. And uh, this, the country of Romania comes out better than anybody in this whole season. I think I can't wait to visit. Um, Speaking of waiting to visit, let's not waste any more time. We have a ton to talk about, get through this episode. And the challenge back for another wonderful 90 minutes. Last week, CT put on a manipulation masterclass, convincing Emmy to not only do his dirty work and get rid of the anchor on his team, but, but volunteer herself to possibly go home. And because he's CT, his hands were clean of all of it. Emmy quickly dispatched Bettina back to her small town in Sweden and scurried over to the Sapphire team to join up with Uncle CT. This left Amanda stuck on the Ruby team. So let's head back to headquarters to find out where everyone's head's at now that the dust has settled. Where City goes, I go. He's one of my idols. He's an example that I have to follow, like Lady Gaga is for me as a singer. Emmy compares Uncle CT to Lady Gaga, which, you know, I totally get. They're basically the same person. Um, Kyle gives Logan an honest breakdown of Amanda's skills, saying she's annoying but smart, which kind of describes uh, 
I don't know, a lot of people I know. Uh, Nelson Ooh. gives the flip side. <laughs> right. Well, I wasn't going to say it. Uh, Nelson gives the flip side and says he loves Amanda and then goes right back to talking about how toxic he is. Corey then says that they lost the strongest girl on the team and gained the weakest girl on Amanda. So, George, only question from all this is what gives? Uh, since when does Amanda suck so much? Well, first off, I'm really surprised Nelson doesn't always have sprained ankles based on how quickly he won 80s in every damn episode. <laughs> My God. It's middle's mid-sentence. He, like, he doesn't even stay mid, you know what I mean? It does mean that... Um, oh, actually, yeah. CT is going to star in a remake of A Dangerous Game with Tom Berenger, which means that... I did that see if, that. But means that, that if you were ever going to um, remake The Exorcist... Nelson can play the girl whose head spins around the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm I, I'm gonna go and I'm stealing that just so you know. Okay. <laughs> For my writing, I'm stealing the shit out of that. Just, just quite all right. I, uh, I I enjoy the random movie uh, references because Levi won't let me do them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> God, I miss him so much. <laughs> anyway. I do too. I do too. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we actually, we spent a while discussing this last time, right? Maybe Levi and I overcorrected it a bit by saying Amanda was stronger than Ashley. I think there's an argument for that. There is no way Amanda is the weakest girl in the game, especially when you look at the skills gaps on Ruby and what you need there. And she will be the one who either thinks outside the box to get people around challenges. We've seen her do that in Final Reckoning when she had to work out what was written on the cell walls or solve a damn puzzle. Corey's not going to do it. Nelson can't do it because his head's pointing the wrong way because he's possessed by the devil. That joke's going to be another one I flogged to death. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't get this at all. Are they just basing it on fit? They must just be basing this on strength. It's the only thing I can think of. I think that they're, I just think that I, I, I don't get it. I really don't get the anti Amanda thing. I mean, I truly, I think there might've been some selective editing going on here. It's possible that they weren't saying those exact things at the same time. I can see why Logan doesn't like Amanda because I feel like in Logan's mind, like women usually just kind of like shut up and do what he wants. And like Amanda's never going to do that. And so I just think that in his mind, he's like, he's like afraid of her in that sense. So of course he thinks she's annoying. Um, Cause that's just like hot guy behavior. Um, but I don't know. I, I didn't understand what the, what the anti uh, Amanda thing is. Again, I just think that was more of an editing trick than, than what they were actually thinking at the time. Well, at least at the, this point, you know? Yeah. The only interesting one there, right. Is Amanda's had a pretty good edit this season in terms of making the audience like her. Like mm-hmm. so, so hold on. Where's my where's my challenge, Jake Edgett hat? Um, I have to use this. You're wearing a very nice hat today, by the way. I'm wearing. I've got a glass <laughs> on my head. Um, <laughs> but so Amanda got a bit of like human moments about being a single mum a couple of episodes ago. Now she's getting the like kind of underdog backs against the wall edit. Are we getting some seeds planted that Amanda's going to go to the final? Um, you know. I was after you guys' interview with Jake uh, earlier this season, the Edric thing. I like, I started to watch it with that that in mind, and then I realized like it just was like, um, I don't know, it was kind of taking the fun out of it for me. So I haven't, I didn't never really thought of it that way. The thing is, is like, how many more eliminations are we even going to get? Like, I feel like most of these people are right there. I mean, if this thing sticks with teams, like, how small are the teams going to be? 
you know. Someone very, very smart on the Reddit kind of worked this out this week, which is why I love the Reddit. And they think there'll be another, um, after including this episode, they think mm. a total of five, between five and seven more people will go home. Holy shit. How many episodes is this season going to be? Like, I mean, 90. I'm fine with it. It can be a hundred. I'm going yeah. <laughs> you, you, you imagine if they merged like the length of Big Brother with the awesomeness of the challenge. You'd be so Man, happy. They should do a 12 month thing with like 107 <laughs> people, but that's a different story for a different day. Uh, let's go back to the house. CT, Devin, and Logan gather around the meal prep. This was my favorite scene of the whole episode to be honest. And I'm convinced that this is why no one ever votes CT. And I know every time I come on here, I'm like, oh, why doesn't anyone vote CT? Like I sound like a broken record. It's super uninteresting, but it's clearly because he cooks for everybody. Like, you know, if the choice is CT's gourmet meals or frozen Croatian pizza. If you could either go for a barbecue on a Sunday during NFL season at CT's mm. house mm. or go to backstage for one of Emmy Lupe's concerts and then go on a night out yes. with her. What would you choose? Oh, Emmy's concert for sure, because I truly think I could cook as well as CT, but that's super <laughs> close. That is super close. Um, I, think, after I, think that, I think we found my poll for this week, by the way, actually. That's so great. <laughs> yes. Straight after this yes. episode. <laughs> 100%. Um, we get a nice little scene of Emmanuel giving us uh, uh, the rundown of Romanian Christmas. Um, George, I guess the only question I have for you, have you named the pig that you plan on murdering on Christmas Day yet? No, because I'm British, we use swans. <laughs> oh, do you want... Wait, what? So uh, as, a, as a rite of passage, uh, when you're a uh, posh Brit, you have to fight a swan on your 15th birthday for Christmas. To get... No, you don't. I'm completely lying here. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would have bought that. I would have bought that. I was all in. Holy shit. I need Levi to oh keep me in God. check. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that very... was great. You should have kept that going. I would have, like, literally. You have no idea. Like, I told you guys, it was, was off air last week, but I, I mentioned um, that I use you guys to sound cool. And I say I have, you know, UK friends. Like I say, I have British friends and everyone's like, whoa, that's super cool. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm international. I for sure would have gone into work and told everybody that at 15 in, in the UK, you have to fight a swan at Christmas time. And that's the swan your family eats. You have no idea. I was in. You have me in. I was, uh, there is a, there is an actual Hobbs family story about this. When I was, uh, sorry, my last name's Hobbs. I don't know if that's ever come up on the podcast before. Um, but yeah, my, my grandpa took my mum to a turkey farm uh, and said, right, and right, Angela, pick whichever one you want for Christmas. And uh, she thought it was for a pet. And then (laughs) on the Christmas day, (laughs) grandpa goes, sharpening his knives um so everyone misses the turkey angela picked it's like not freddy the turkey God. <laughs> oh and she named a, him oh sh- my grandpa's a savage but yeah i um i imagine this had like two two reactions from a lot of the challenge fans some probably quite enjoyed learning about a new kind of christmas tradition and others mm-hmm. probably found it pretty vile to the animal i um I've, I quite enjoyed hearing about what Romanians do at Christmas. I, I think I think pig sitting sounds like quite a wholesome activity until you actually start to unpack it a bit too much. Uh, you know, let's just you know we're neither of us are in Romania, so why unpack it? I agree. I think it's an yeah. amazing tradition. It looks fun as hell. 
Um, this is a, did I you enjoy the pig story as much as we got enjoyed watching um, Emmanuel spanking his meat? You know, yes, I did. And that was a really weird thing. Um, but that's not the only meat he spanked this episode, but we'll get to that later. Uh, I was trying to give you a to the backyard for a barbecue to play beer pong. Uh, Emmanuel, so I, I, I definitely paused and, and looked because I, I need, I need to, to know these things. Uh, Emmanuel and Tori were going against Logan and Ashley, um, and they were getting demolished. It was like eight cups to two. Yeah. And I think I know the reason. And it's because like Tori was like, just would just was all over Emmanuel, like distracting him. And like, maybe this is the Virgo in me, but I would have, I would have been like, dude, get off me. Like I'm, I'm shooting my shot. Like leave me alone. Um, after that, they head off to the bathroom to fix the plumbing and good on them because somebody's got to do it. Glad that they stepped up and made it happen. Um, general thoughts. If you had to guess, would you have guessed Tori and Emmanuel were the best plumbers in the house? Cause I would have gone with Ashley maybe, but who knows? I, I imagine um, Tori knows her way around a pipe. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good, yeah, let's leave it at that. I was about to go. <laughs> speaking Spanish to each other, keeping the closed caption person in a job for at least one more episode. Then we see Corey Nelson on the grass having a strategy session. Both seem to know the jig is up pretty soon. Corey kind of pontificates about where his spot is in the vet totem pole. So George, let's talk about this a little bit. Like how and why do you think Corey ended up here? So I think it's a combination of him losing that deliberation to Ashley when he went in. And then it's just that kind of thing where you're, once you've got him once you're screwed, everyone's comfortable saying your name. And I think that's mm-hmm. why Corey feels that he's always in danger. And then with Nelson being so tied to him, that's why they both think they're in trouble. Um, because Nelson's never going to go against him, even though he could and Corey should owe him one. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I just think, I just think the game's not fallen the way Corey's done. He's kind of, he had a lot of success in Total Madness and Double Agents by going under the radar, playing a chilled game, um, mm-hmm. and he got to the final both times. He's tried to do too much this season, I think, and mm. it's blown up in his face because he's not good enough at strategy. So you also, think I don't think he's ever that... used the I don't think he's ever used the word pontificate in his life. So no, he, <laughs> he no, he's never used that. No, definitely not. Um, so you basically you're saying that you think that his success on Double Agents, Total Madness, like his general gameplay of not doing anything is what kind of led him here. Like the te- like basically the 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 energy of the house sort of forced him to play and he kind of got caught flat footed. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, actually, I, I think that's that's much smarter than my point. I'll take it. You can steal my <laughs> crappy you can steal my crappy joke about the exorcist. I'll steal your really valuable insights. Perfect. Well, um, yeah, no, I, do you think he's just do you think he's tried to do too much or I mean, I, I I don't think it's a do too much situation. I think you had it right. Like the fact that he went in in the first place is is enough of a reason to vote him in again. Um, I, I'll, I'll we'll save our discussion for the votes and how they happen um, later because I do have a lot of thoughts on that. But like it was interesting. It's interesting. Like a lot of people are blindsided in this game, and it's very clear that Corey. It, has a full awareness of of his place in the game and i i think that that's pretty interesting because like again even like ashley who's played this game as much as obviously and as long as Corey has like even she sometimes gets blindsided and obviously he he just knew it was coming he he, he you can see that he just kind of felt it you know yeah. which i thought was really interesting 
I, I don't know why. How? Why do you think he was able to figure that out? Like, why? Well, I mean, for we're not there, so we don't really know. But like, I, I just think he. I, it's probably one of the, so everyone in the challenge is damn paranoid, right? How many times do you see a confessional from someone you're like ninety nine percent sure is safe, and it's mm-hmm. oh, I have to win the mission this week so that I'm not going in, and it's like. No, you're not. There's like 15 people who go in before you. Shut up. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this might be one of those cases of a broken clock being right twice a day where Corey's just always worried about going in. And um, Interesting. And he's like finding it right. But I, I don't think he's gotten so much better strategically. He can definitely see that he's in trouble this season. He hasn't got the numbers. Um, he's on a team that is going to struggle to win a daily. Um, daily mission. Sorry, Batman. Um, but yeah, that, I, I just, I just think he, re- there's so many, there's so many things that have put him in a weak position in this game that he, he must've got at least two of them, right. And he just knows he's screwed. Yeah. Well, speaking of knowing they're screwed, the alarm bell sounds, Big T grabs some donuts and the gang gets ready for another mission. Uh, let's head out to find TJ to learn what silly game the challenge gods have in store for our heroes today. All right, agents, welcome to your next mission. Sunken Intelligence. Out there in the water, there's an enemy shipwreck with three diamonds on it, one for each cell. Your goal is to retrieve your diamond as fast as you can. First, you must untangle 150 feet of extremely heavy rope. You will then clip your rope onto a treasure chest that has your diamond in it. Drag it to shore, open it up, place your diamond on the podium. This is a timed event. Your time will be stopped when your diamond hits that podium. And the cell, to get this done the fastest, will win today's mission and become our agency. Everyone else is in the danger zone. Good luck. So, the gang is tasked with swimming out to some naval wreckage and untangling a rope from the edges of a rusty boat. Then they need to attach the rope to a sunken treasure chest, drag it all the way to shore, and shove their diamond into their slot. Seems simple, but apparently it isn't. So, George, one of my life philosophies is that expectation management is the key to happiness. And so that idea seemed to have escaped everyone on this mission. Um, a quick question before we get into the results. Why did they all assume it was going to be easy? I mean, it's the challenge. They're all dumb. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. Like, also, one of the most knackering eliminations in the challenge must be not so fast, or it's variants mm. of it, right? And at least Kyle's definitely done it. Um, that's the point, actually. Maybe not so many of them have done that. Can't really think My, of the the problem with that game is a CT oh, broke it. Yeah, but they, they managed to bring it back on Total Madness because they did it for a card, didn't they? Um, they had to, but they had to do it really differently, though. They couldn't do it the way they used to. Yeah. C, like I said, CT broke it in the vision. They, I mean, I'm sure the one people who are most mad about that CT Durrell elimination were the producers to be like, yeah. fucking shit. Um, do you know, apparently no, they, right. had, they, had, they had to chainsaw that knot. They couldn't oh, get it I mean, undone. For like, it, it, yeah. it was a work of art. Like, they shouldn't have chainsawed <laughs> it. They should, oh my God, if there was a challenge museum, would you go? Yes. I would work there. I, I want to work there. I want to run it. Are you kidding me? I never thought about that before, but now I'm opening one. Like tomorrow. Harry Potter. 
like Harry Potter world, but for the challenge. It's just like oh, and you get to like oh, and you get to like pick your team at the beginning, and then you go through the museum, and at the end, you like find out, you know, like what what happened to you that oh no, we'll we'll, we'll talk about it now. We're brainstorming. Uh, <laughs> let's go to the results of the <laughs> challenge. Cooking with, uh, with gas here, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah. right, so Edfield goes first. Oh, no, go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, no, I was just thinking, like, when you first saw this mission, did you think we're in for a good one, we're in for a bad one? Uh, I mean, again, I said it, I said it, I don't want to be that guy. I did say it two weeks ago. It's just the daily challenges are the least interesting part of the episode to me, like, yeah. always. You know, um, so I, I don't... I'm literally waiting for the episode. I might skip every daily until they do the um, the... Uh, oh, name. the one which is like a free agents where everyone runs for a trench and has to get past each other oh like the I don't remember the name of it either but I know what you mean yeah where they're gonna oh, choo-choo and see t- t- choo yeah. them T-bone T-bone yeah think. yeah uh-huh. I, I'm I mean, 100% unless it's something like that yeah unless it's something like that where like there's a chance of somebody physically getting hurt it's just you know they're all kind of the same especially the swimming ones um, so I wasn't excited but I wasn't not excited either you know um, so as far as the results go, Emeralds goes first. Uh, they seem to be surprised by the difficulty of this mission, which is weird because they're on the <laughs> challenge and things aren't supposed to be easy. Uh, the strategy goes to hell right when they get there, realizing they have to work together a little more than they thought. Next up is Sapphire and things go about exactly as expected. Their strategy also goes to hell and Ashley starts to shout at everybody. So basically every team challenge, every Ashley's ever been a part of. Ruby goes last, leaving their fate in the hands of their amazing swimmer. Did you know he was an amazing swimmer? Because I didn't. Um, Hawkeye Logan. Uh, once they get out there, though, things, you know, spoiler alert, go to hell. Uh, a man either gives up immediately or is told to stay out of the way. Hard to tell which it was. Um, and they do fairly well, all things considered. Finish the challenge about around as fast as everybody else. Anything in here stand out to you, George? So can I confess, I've watched this mission three times to try and prepare for it, and mm-hmm. nothing has really stuck in my head from it. I mean, I, the only bit here, like, okay, Emerald go first. Yeah, it's harder than they expect, but they do all right together. I mean, nothing that happened in the first heat really surprised me. Um, the second one was the only interesting part of this because of the Amanda... Oh, no, sorry, that was in the movie. Um, yeah, second the third one, one. Yeah. Yeah, second one again. I, I don't remember one bit of what I don't even remember Ashley screaming. Um, Here was the problem. Je- Here was the Cara, reason that I you bet, don't remember. I bet, I bet Kara's cousin remembers Ashley screaming. <laughs> well, hey, oh, um, the reason that you don't remember any of it, and I think that this backfired on them. I didn't, I don't think that they thought about it because everything was happening underwater, they couldn't film it. Yeah. Like, it didn't, like, every all everything was under the water, you know, and, and unless you were a fish that day you, you didn't see what the hell was going on so that's why i mean that's why because i was thinking the same thing like well okay i mean that's great but i can't see anything that's going on you know yeah this is the closest to a drone mission again that i've had for a long time mm. Mm. well yeah i mean i was gonna say uh well wait till we get there for now let's get back to the beach and uh kick it over to tj to find out what the result oh no hold on what, what did you think of the oh. um what did you think of the Ruby and Amanda thing? Did you um, did you think she was, was just not in, getting involved or they told us to leave it alone? Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Because because Logan was like, I told her to go stay away. And then like Nelson and Corey were pissed that she wasn't helping. But like, 
I mean, if she couldn't, if she's not a good swimmer and couldn't go under the water, like what was she supposed to do? Like, again, I couldn't, it was hard to tell with the whole Amanda thing. Like the editing, I think was just maybe a little weird of the confessionals. Cause like, I, yeah, I don't know. I have no, I couldn't tell if they told her to move out of the way or if they, or if she was actively sabotaging it. I can't imagine she was just actively being like a jerk like that, but <laughs> I don't know. It was hard to at, tell. At, at least she brought us a little bit of entertainment by doing like the Titanic pose and standing on the thing, just going, "Well, if you don't want me to help, I'm just going to sit here and screw." No, hold on. What did you What did you say she would say in um narration? Hey, fuckheads! If you vote hey, me, hey, fuckheads! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is that is my new go to thing whenever Amanda's on the screen. Now, if I meet her and she doesn't say, "Hey, fuckhead, what are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, I'll I mean, basically. Yeah, I mean, again, it's like, I don't think that she would actively sabotage them that blatantly, you know? Or is it just me? Maybe she would. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Yeah, also, there's not really much benefit for her being for sabotage. I don't think there's much benefit in sabotaging your team here, really. Although we will get to some of that later. Um, Yes, we will. Um. Because, yeah, going into elimination has an advantage and then being safe is the other end of that spectrum. So just, yeah, unless you really want to go into elimination, but Amanda definitely doesn't want to go into elimination. No, definitely not. I mean, even on a guy's day, there's really no, it's just, it's just winning is better than not winning, no matter what, you know, in this, in this format. Um, Speaking of formats. Yeah, go on. We're back on the beach. Let's kick it over to TJ for the results. This one was very close. Two cells real tight in time. And that was Ruby and Emerald. But the one cell to get it done the fastest was, was the Emerald cell. Squad. Yay! Emerald win again. We all love Emerald. Not one, two, three. Emerald. Woo! So, Emerald Cell, you are once again our agency. You must compromise one male agent to send into the lair. Fight for their right to stay in the game. All right, I'll see you all at the lair. All right, George, uh, overall thoughts on this mission? I guess the winner was is pretty boring, so we'll skip past that. And on a scale of the drone challenge from Double Agents out of 10, what would you give this one? Oh, this is a Jimmy like a two. I, two. It, 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 this, is, this is bad. This was... <sighs> I don't get why they don't have... Do you know what red, do you know what red teaming is? Red, No. So it's like when you come up with like a new concept at work or if you come up with like a new story, you purposefully keep people in the dark about it where they have no context. So you put it in front of them with fresh eyes and then they can rip it to shreds. Like Mm -hmm. it is not hard to see the unintended consequences behind this daily mission. They're going to do nothing. Like Mm -hmm. last week's challenge, I thought was actually quite well designed. Um, It was the people who let it down because no one hit each other. Damn it, why did no one hit each other last week? But yeah, this one was just like, why would you go with this as a format? I, I, I generally thought it was terrible. Um, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, no, I'm the same. I don't want to sit here and be like, whoa, we could have done it better, but you're right. 
It's not, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't the most well thought out daily challenge I've ever seen. Plus, like, if you didn't, like, it didn't, like, whoever had the most people were going to win. Like, it's no, it's no coincidence <laughs> that the team with six came in first, the team with five came in second, and the team with four came in third. Do you know what I, don't I think? I think it would have mattered who those people, you know, the, the combination I don't think was important, you know? No. So, like, I, I was, what have I rewatched recently? I think I've rewatched Rivals 1 and Invasion relatively recently, right? And there are some cracking dailies in there. So, there's like, imagine if instead of this, they actually got to use their damn helicopters and they'd replayed the last daily of Rivals 1 where you have to climb up the road on the helicopter and release your partner. And you do that mm-hmm. as a team format, and then the average time of your team is who wins. That'd be great. I thought that was a great daily mission. Or go into Invasion, you know, where they're suspended above the water and they've got to do that walking thing on the to- turnstile. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Like the, the one CT boss and then Bananas beat him because he got to go again. Um, yeah. Like, guys, don't be too proud here. Go back through your back catalogue. Back catalog. That was hard to say. You've got 30 six seasons of awesomeness just go do a best of it oh they're probably doing that for season 40 aren't they but why no but like why well, you're right that's a good question why don't they just repeat stuff like are viewers really going to be like eh, i've seen that one before turning this <laughs> off like who who like I, I feel like challenge fans aren't as stubborn as the producers think that they are and the ones who are i think are just saying that like why don't they if if like tj was like here we go we're gonna i think maybe it's because it's the same people so they don't want to give an advantage but like no even that like there's advantages all the time there's nothing yeah. fair in this game so like yeah you're right why don't i wonder what they're they ask there has to be a reason right there has to be a reason that they don't repeat stuff like blatantly yeah do you think I, it's like uh it's like if they're challenging themselves like we have to like you said their pride is getting in the way maybe so there is a point where at work if i reuse an idea i feel a bit guilty like i'm like oh i've charged people money for this and i've just done it. like hold on a minute no it's a it's a good idea i can reuse this as much as i want or like better idea why do i go back to my favorite bar all the time because it's my favorite, it's favorite bar. bar yeah, yeah. exactly and i i I mean, at least at least they're doing that with the one we mentioned, where they're going to do the T-bone thing again. I'd have that on every season. Just what if that's part. just in the trailer and they're not going to show it just to like fuck with you, George? Maybe they're just like an anti-George well section of the MTV production. Like they just well, they're then, certain sectors of them hate you. Well, then, Beauty and Murray, CBS, MTV is getting a strongly worded letter. Fuck. <laughs> well, they don't want that. So let's head back to the house. Uh, Devin and the rest of Emerald give each other reach arounds while they hold a basil plant. And Manuel does his best Brachiosaurus impression and munches on it, ruining <laughs> pasta night for everyone. Devin ponders their current place in the game, knowing it's strong yet vulnerable. George, all things considered, right at this moment, who should Emerald vote in? Strong yet vulnerable was what used to be my Tinder bio before I got a girlfriend. <laughs> Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my Tinder bio used to be, um, I won't follow your Insta, but I will follow your lead, which is quite good. Oh, yeah, it's okay. I was very happy I've met someone from normal practices. Yeah, thank God, dude. Thank my, God. My, my, my internet <laughs> dating game is terrible. Yeah, well, um, that's not depressing. But yeah. <laughs> 
It's mainly because I couldn't put the challenge on there. Oh, this should so be just a site for challenge fans. Oh, yeah, it's called Reddit. Anyway, uh, back to the game. <laughs> well done, George. You invented the subreddit that brought you to this fucking podcast. Yeah. Congratulations, you reinvented the city bus. <laughs> Isn't her name Boner? Um, but anyway... <laughs> What did you think about the reach around kind of element of this? That's a very, very American thing, isn't it? Mm, yeah, I mean, like they they are just, um, they're feeling themselves for sure. Like this Emerald team, you know, they're definitely feeling themselves and each other. High on think, victory. Yeah, do you think, Emerald, well, that and Basil Plants, right? Um, yeah, man. Th- there's got to be a point, right, where having more people in a mission becomes a disadvantage. There just has 100%. to be, right? 100%. And I don't know whether we're getting Salah. The reason... Yeah, I don't know if we're getting Salah. The interesting bit, though, is that Devin know- Devin's right. They're not safe. They are still definitely vulnerable because I think he's probably worked out that their number's eventually going to count against them. Um, mm-hmm. Or at least maybe I'm projecting because I think Devin's smart in this game, which he is. But, yeah, I just don't... Emerald's in a good position, but that can literally change in a week. Yeah, I mean, they're in a great position. And as far as what I think at this moment, like right now, what they should have done is gathered around and said, we're voting in CT right now. And whatever happens from here until nominations, don't let it affect you. This is what we're doing. Is there any barrier to that? I reckon Emmanuel and Josh would have no problem throwing in CT. Devon and CT have always been quite close. Is Devon the one thing protecting CT going in at the moment? Well, not the one thing. No. Is he one of them? No. Um, general fear is the only salute. General <laughs> yes! fear is the only... I'm so uh, glad you do that stupid joke as well. <laughs> the only thing um, protecting CT... No, I mean, I don't, I don't think Devon... Who cares because Devin knows CT would just do the same to him. So I, I you know, I don't want to do this. I don't want to keep doing this whole why doesn't CT get voted in thing um, because it's repetitive and lame. But right now is when I thought to myself when I was watching last night, I was like, dude, this is the time. Like I said, dude, out loud to no one. I was like, dude, <laughs> this is the time. Uh, this is it. Um, this is when they should do it. Um, but who knows? We'll get to that later because right now. The gang is going to head over to the club for, say it with me, one, two, three. Club, club night. night. Nailed it. Uh, this time <laughs> they seemingly actually attempted to get ready, unlike last week's white tee smorgasbord. Um, Corey pulls Josh's powerful nipples aside and begins suckling on him. He knows that it's probably him, paranoia or not. And this is the time to subtly give Josh the idea that, hey, maybe Corey isn't so bad after all. Let's keep him around. George, one question, and one question only, and I may ask this more times throughout this podcast, but uh, what world are we living in where Josh is the most powerful voice in the house? What did I miss? What Um, did I miss? More importantly, thanks for putting the image of Corey suckling on Josh in my head. That's going to take a lot of gin to get rid of. Um, You're welcome. So it's an interesting one, right? But we've seen in the past, Anissa's massive failing is she's like number four on everyone's list, isn't she? Mm -hmm. And then that means she gets really far in the game and then gets like put into elimination just before the final. Is Josh, Josh is basically probably number three or four on a lot of people's lists with Casey and potentially Devin as well. 
Uh, no, sorry, Carl Stem is number one. So Josh is probably like number one on a few, number two is on others, and then there's at least three or four on everyone else's. That critical mass of people not being against him has just given him this like concentration of power. So it's like when the shittiest political party gets him because no one want, doesn't want to go for the doesn't want to support the other guy, and everyone's probably got a reason to like go with Josh at the moment because if you're weak he's potentially going to protect you. No, that misanalysis doesn't work. But yeah, I, th- I think it's that basic thing that enough people like him and he's not that far down. At the moment, he's got a link to everyone in the house and so it's got the numbers. Yeah, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I, I, I still don't... I, no, you're, I mean, you're right. Like I, Your explanation, that makes more sense than anything I could come up with. It makes um, more sense than the reality. It, well, the reality is the only thing that, I mean, like I've said it a million times um, in my articles, if you've ever read them, but like in the challenge, perception is, is reality. The reality isn't real. Like reality doesn't matter. Perception is the only thing that, that actually matters in this house. Like think about like Michaela, this first episode is the, of this season is the perfect example of that. It's not that she made a list. It has nothing to do with the fact that there was a list. I don't, it doesn't even matter what was on the list. It could have been a grocery list, but the perception that she wrote a list at all is the only thing that mattered. Perception is reality. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what reality actually is. It never has on the challenge. Um, so, so ironic for a reality TV show. <laughs> Yeah, right. It's, I mean, but that's why the challenge is amazing is because like you said, I mean, Josh is fourth on everyone's list, which makes him the most powerful person in the house, which is fucking nuts. Um, But we're back in the club. Um, This is my favorite scene of the entire episode. Um, This one section right here where Tori lays out this wild ass 12 step hypothetical scenario to try to like calm the guys into, into thinking that they're safe. I, I swear to God, if I was sitting there next to her and she was like, look, but if you do get replaced, we can lose the next challenge and you can go in and then win the elimination and then come back here. I'd be like, shut the, shut up. What, what are you talking Like that is so beyond the realm of like something that would calm me down. Like why would I be like, okay, well, you're right. I could just like, maybe go home and do all these things and like wait two weeks and then I'll be back. You're, you know what, Tori, you're right. Um, might be, I shouldn't have been upset. That was my favorite thing that's maybe ever happened on the challenge. I've never like watched this show and been like, I w- I want to hit, I want to hit that person in the face until <laughs> then. And obviously, you know, we don't, I don't, you know, I'm not going to actually hit Tori in the face, but boy, you know, Anywho, <laughs> Ruby team gathers around and has their own little team meeting. Team meeting was more of an Amanda, can you please start trying meeting than anything else? And Amanda, knowing this already, has her walls up, guns pointed at everyone. Nelson and Corey just want to win and care. And Amanda realizes how fruitless this venture is in the first place. George, when you do something wrong in a team setting... Are you an Amanda about it or do you apologize? Because I'll admit that sometimes I can be an Amanda about these things. Oh, I always apologize even when I don't mean it. <laughs> so you're the opposite <laughs> of Amanda, essentially, yeah. is what you're saying. I, uh, okay. I, am emo- I am emotionally manipulative by being nice until I stab people in the back. Mm-hmm. And unlike no. you not punching someone in the face, I actually would stab someone in the back. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I mean, do you get Amanda's point though? Like, are you on Amanda's side in this? Because like Loki, I so, kind of am. 
I'm on. I, I see her point because she had. She says in this argument, right? I had Logan telling me not to do something. I had you all shouting at me. I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to get in the way. And it's like that's what we saw. Like based on the evidence of the show, right? We have seen her team actively sabotage, not sabotage her, but stop her helping. And so I'm just like, yeah, I see Amanda's point. And I I see Amanda's point simply because like she, she's like like Corey and Nelson are so like this is the team and we got to be supportive and everything. And Amanda's like, guys, this isn't a team. It can, it's going to change. Like this isn't, I can leave. You guys can leave. None of this is real. Like none of this is set in stone. So like, you guys need to stop blaming me. Like, Mm. you know, I totally get that. I do see Nelson and Corey's point because like to them, it's, it's as simple as like, just try to win. Like just fucking try. Um, and especially on Nelson's side, because he's now on 46 daily challenge losses in a row. That's crazy. That is insane. Just by the law of averages, he should have won. And he's technically won one in that midst, but it didn't count because it's when you're picking count. teams. 46 <laughs> in a row. That's nuts. That is insane. So I get why he could be like, can we just try to win? And why Corey and his like defeatist mindset is like, can we just try to win? But Amanda's right. Like, you guys shut up like leave me alone like I, like you I, it's not my fault we lost like we you know what i mean like don't fucking blame me for it so i kind of get it i'm glad that we both agree that amanda's right i just um, i'm a bit oh i think the problem is as well i'm slightly over Corey and nelson maybe maybe less so nelson actually a bit over Corey being on the challenge at the moment he's been on the last like four seasons and he's done nothing for two of them no sorry lost three seasons mm. um yeah i just i liked him more when he was young done was plowing everything in sight and also going after the vets i kind of i miss him being a young buck now he's like an old young buck which i think is one of his own yeah. jokes but yeah i mean i well, i let's let's save that Corey conversation for for the end i mean classic classic why? george getting why is it is there something coming up where we would talk about him <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. I haven't seen the episode yet. Um, so the next morning, <laughs> the Emerald finds their spot on the top of the hill and has a meeting about who they're going to vote in. The choices, let's just break it down. The choices are Corey, Nelson, Logan, CT, or Kyle. Um, George seems like a fairly obvious choice with one major caveat being Josh and his relationship with Logan. And I, I, I asked this a few minutes ago, and I do buy your explanation. Um, but I'll ask it again until I'm blue in the face. Like, how did Josh become the most powerful voice on his team? Like, just just vote in Logan, right? Like, I mean, this is easy. So actually, I've now got an alternative theory from the one I said earlier. Do you remember yeah, when, Fe- when Fessy was still in the house and he unfortunately <laughs> and he used Josh as his mouthpiece when he wanted to get Kells thrown in? Is Devin the most powerful person in the house? And Josh is just saying everything Devin's meant to. Well, I think we'll get to that. And that's a good question, but we, we definitely will get to that after the deliberation thing. Classic George getting ahead of himself again. Um, but no, I mean, and, and that was something we argued about last week, but we'll get to that. Speaking of last week and arguing, and well, this was a bad segue, but I'll just keep, keep plowing through. Uh, down in nominations, Emerald basically tells everyone we haven't made up our mind. Help convince us. Makes sense. At this point, you just kind of want to 
like I said before, like their biggest goal is to stay together. So they need to know exactly what everyone's going to do. CT says he may have just had the challenge blues, but he over it, he's over it, doesn't want to go in. Great. Nelson's pitch, he's not going to infiltrate their team no matter what. Logan bats his pretty eyes at everyone and says the same thing. Kyle basically gives them the I'm not going to beg because that's the point routine. Corey does something similar. George, a couple questions. Number one, who gave the best pitch? Number two, if you are on the Emerald team, would any of this have mattered? Um, for the best pitch, I'm actually going to go with Nelson just because I would trust him to not break his words. Yeah. We've not we've not seen I don't think we've seen him snake anyone since he snaked Corey, ironically, in ben, in uh, invasion. Great elimination. Um so yes, I think that's the best one. Also, sorry, quick thing about did we see any of CT having the challenge blues? Like was he? No, they didn't really show it. No, okay. they didn't really show it. Um, you could just kind of tell though, he was like they they had a couple scenes of him with his head in his hands and stuff, but yeah, they didn't really they didn't give uh, give us the meat. Uh, off of that menu for sure um i think that ct had speaking of had the best pitch like he played all the cards he played the old man card he played the my team sucks card and it's interesting i thought it was so my my ears like perked up when he talked first because it's like yeah he's so freaking smart it's like he he knows that when it's when the pickings are are are, are bountiful that speaking up is the wrong thing to do. The best way to play is to just not say anything. Bad for TV, good for the game. But now that the numbers are dwindling, like him, he knew, I bet, I, oh, I bet, and I'll, we'll never know this for sure, but I bet when he was walking down into their little basement iPad voting room that he said to himself, I need to talk first. Because if I talk first, everyone will talk after me and they'll forget that I'm even here, which I think was his go-to. So he was like, listen, I'm just going to get a right in front of it. I'm old. My team sucks. Like, don't vote me in. I'm sad. I'm CT. Like, you know, I got to, I have, you know, there's a bunch of steaks coming tomorrow. I'm going to cook for everyone. Like, just don't vote me in. Um, he's, he's so good at this game. It's like ridiculous. Yeah. It is insane. I, the thing is, there's nothing CT could say that would make me think he wasn't a threat. And, God, fucking hell, we're going over the same point again. But I think there's, I think there's just got to be a point where someone takes a shot. And I think the only time, the, the, the only theory I've got at the moment is we saw in one of the earlier episodes, Devin say to Josh, the only chance we win a final is if we run against each other, right? Now, the problem with throwing CT in now is he's got Logan to call out who is injured. And then once that happens, you've got some, if Emerald keep winning, you dwindle the numbers enough so that you vote CT in until he's only got Nelson or Kyle. I think he'd beat, but then the problem is if it's a puzzle, you're fucked. And there's no way to it's play there's, Yeah, there's no, you can, we can do the hypotheticals all day. My thing is, is they, they, they this was the time to vote him in. For two reasons. Number one, because as he said, he had the challenge blues and like, and anytime he's, his foundation's wobbly, like that's the time to take yeah. a shot. Number, number two, let's just say you're a CT and all things are equal. Give me the, the two people you're calling out before anybody else. Who, who list, start listing them in order of, of with your CT, who you'd call out. 
Am I allowed to know what the elimination is? Nope. Okay. Without knowing what it is, then... Just say, because I know you don't want to say it because he's your buddy, but just say the answers. Say the right... Say who it would be. Oh, Kyle. Well, no. No, not Kyle. It wouldn't be Kyle. Come on. No. Who do you think okay. it would be? Who, who do you think it would be? Logan. Okay. He's injured. You're probably right. But, like, say... say okay, you're probably right. Go number two. Who's the second one? Wait, are we talking in this deliberation, right? So no one. In the no, I'm saying if everything table. was if everyone was up for a vote, everyone, oh, just call yeah. out anybody. That's yeah, what I Devin. mean, Devin, Devin and who or Josh. Right. So if you're the Emerald team right now, if you're Devin and Josh. It's like CT's going to choose me if and when he goes down there. Yeah. No, he can't choose me right now. Like, and that's the only time that I can guarantee that. Yeah. So why not just pull the trigger? So the uh, someone I, I'm really sorry if you're listening. I've forgotten who wrote this. But it was a really good point as well that the girls on Emerald should vote CT in every time as well because there is no downside. They even None. they either get rid of him and their team their team is strong enough that it would work and you cripple your only real threat Sapphire. The only way exactly. someone is going to beat Emerald at the moment is if CT drags them kicking and screaming through the vinyl. Um, the but if he wins, he comes to Emerald. Like there is no downside, and he can't take their spots. Obviously, hey fuckheads, I'm gonna blow up your spot. Um, <laughs> but uh, there is literally no. The girls on Emerald should vote CT in every time if they win, or actually any girl should vote CT in every time if they win. Yeah, but like he cooks everybody dinner, so why do that? Um... <laughs> I so quick he, team I meeting. Reckon, I reckon Emmanuel can cook. I mean, obviously, once he's got off it and stopped using it as a chair. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. As soon as he stopped sitting on dinner. Um, at their quick team meeting, they put their heads together and decided to compromise Corey. And then they all basically were like, oh, that was a really hard choice. And Nelson's like, and Nelson's like, no, it wasn't. And Casey was like, who did you want us to choose? And I just said out loud, Logan. But, you know, they weren't going to do that. So, George, right choice? I know we kind of litigated this already, but just you can give a quick yes or no. I can understand why, but wrong choice. I don't get why you've picked Logan. At I think in their point, minds, I, yeah. Sorry, go. On. I think in their minds, other than I think, I mean, Logan was the right choice to keep the game as simple and safe as possible. Because, like, what, like Josh can just be like, "Oh, sorry, dude," and then I think Logan would have gotten over it. Um, but I think that Corey was kind of a the telegraph choice the whole time. Yeah, but you know. Um, Speaking of Corey, back upstairs, Corey's beyond himself. See, that was a natural segue. You like that shit? He doesn't want to cause a scene. He just wants people to be honest. Um, I know for me that that's what would bother me the most is that Josh and Devin were just like basically lying to my face or like treating me like I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like if anybody knows what's going on, it's Corey. Um, and I know I wouldn't be, again, I wouldn't be mad about the vote. I'd just be more mad about the shit sandwich that um, everyone's trying to serve me, you know? And so, George, last week I asked you and Levi who's in charge, right? And you both quickly answered Devin, which Corey seems to agree with you. He, after last week's episode and based on his saying what he said in the house, he agrees. He says Devin is in charge. And then Devin says he's not. And I know I've asked twice now and I promise this is the last time. 
how did Josh end up being the most powerful person in the house? Um, also, follow is. up. Why didn't Corey just say you voted in? You should have voted in Logan and not me. Like, why was Corey so reluctant to say Logan's name right there? I think he's scared. Logan seems pretty popular in the house. Maybe he's scared of like just starting that rift. He shouldn't be, but I just still think Josh is the mouthpiece. Um, he's so like Devin's. I, I, I generally think there's actually a bit of a friendship between Devin and Josh because everyone seems to like Josh outside the show, right? But I think Devin's also worked out that he can use Josh as a shield, much like that giant is- man in Wizard of Oz who has a I, similar size. Who has a similar sized head to Josh, the Tin Man. No, um, the one... I, I, <laughs> sorry, obscure beauty I, reference. I, Move on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think that I think that the this vote answered my question last week of who's in charge. And if it was if Devin, if Josh is just the mouthpiece, Logan would have got voted. The yeah. fact that Logan didn't get voted in here means that t- tells me more than anything that Josh is like. Either Josh is running that team because he's the leader or because they're letting him. But either way, I mean, he seems to be kind of running the show over there. So, Corey going in, though. Just, I don't know. Actually, who do you think Logan would have called out? Uh, Corey or Nelson, probably. Yeah. I don't think he would have called out CT or Kyle. Not CT. Definitely not CT. He might have called out Kyle. Um, but yeah, he's just seen Kyle beat um, Ed in a pole wrestle. And Lo- I think Logan's a little bit taller than Corey, so maybe that's his advantage, and Kyle's taller than, or as tall as Logan, so maybe you play the odds. Um, it's, I, I, mate, I agree. It's weird. I, I, I still think Josh is being put front and centre as a mouthpiece for Devin, potentially, but Oh, it's weird. This I mean, Devin said it. I mean, he he said it. I mean, he was like, "I maybe you're wrong, Corey. Maybe maybe this is the time you're wrong, and I'm not in charge." Like, yeah, I've once said I'm a member of the royal family, mate. People lie. <laughs> like you're not. I thought all British people were related. Um, here's my thing and my <laughs> reasoning why Logan didn't get um, didn't get voted in. You know who Ted Bundy is, right, George? I do you know aware? who Ted Bundy is. Yeah, there's a very good oh. South Park episode with him in it. Okay, so Ted Bundy had murdered like a lot of people and was a bad person and was a just generally not great for society. But what's the first thing that anyone ever says about Ted Bundy when talking about it? What's the first thing? That he's really hot. Yeah. So there you go. And as unfortunate as it is, and we can all pretend that it doesn't matter, <laughs> but good-looking people get away with things in society. That's just a fact. And so I think truly that if Logan wasn't so goddamn hot and good-looking, that he wouldn't have lasted this fucking long. Like, I really, I, I think that's part of it. Like, I think that him being so good-looking kind of is giving him a little bit of a shield. I think you're right. Um, I, I mean, I know he's like, not a serial killer like Ted Bundy, but <laughs> Ooh, maybe I not. Do, I don't know, maybe he is. I do love the fact that you and me both immediately knew the fact that the thing everyone says is that Ted Bundy's hot. That's it, because it's true. It's so fucked up. This guy's murdered like dozens of people, and the only thing anyone ever says is how hot he is. Like that's just the that's just that's just the thing, man. I mean, that's just society, as sad as it is. Um, 
Speaking of society, Josh Fifth Wheels in the couple's room and Corey and Nelson share romantic sunset dinner outside. But the buzzer sounds and it's time for elimination. Everyone gets their monocratic navy blue uniform on and heads to the bus. So let's meet them down in the lair and find out from TJ which matchup will be treated to tonight. All right, agents, welcome back to the lair on this season of The Challenge, Spies, Lies, and Allies. Emerald Cell, by winning the last challenge, you became the agency, you had to compromise one agent, and you chose Corey. So Corey, come on down. Let's go. Good luck, Woo. Corey. I had a lot of people up there on the Emerald team that I thought had my back, but they decided to go for a rookie. And honestly, being down here in the sand, this is what it's all about. This yeah. is why I come here. Whoa. This is where you put up or shut up. There's no sides. I'm only dependent on myself, and that's what I do best, so let's get to work. All right. The power is now in your hands. Which agent do you want to take on right here, right now? Nelly T. No, I'm just playing. I told Nelson he's safe. You know, he's done a lot for me in this game. And so I just want to say thank you to Nelson for everything he's done. Um, and then you look at the three guys. You know, you got CT up there, who's a legend in this game. Beating him would mean a lot to me. Not your enemy. Playing against Kyle, who we haven't always seen eye to eye. Um, and then playing against the rookie. What's it going to be? Tonight, the agent I choose to compromise. Which agent do you want to take on right here, right now? Tonight, the agent I choose to compromise is Logan. All right, Logan, come on down. Corey calls out Logan's name and does what the Emerald team couldn't quite do, sending him down to the sand with him. Kyle and ZT, rightfully relieved. George, did Corey make the right decision? What would they have seen in the elimination room? They're probably just two balls set up, right? So I was wondering that too when I when I and then when I rewatched it, there what they do show there is a they see the rope on the ground. They do walk past the ah. rope. So like, he did see a rope. So to be fair though, I when I listened back to the bananas podcast with Ed, um, there wasn't a pole in the sand there and they messed up the editing. So they used the editing mm. to make it look like there was always a pole in the sand there. So I think there's a bit mm. of quote Levi, production shithousery um, to actually like make, give people less an advantage on who they call out at the moment. So I think you probably just had two big balls. Okay. Much, like the, much, like the big, much like the big balls you need to call out CT. Ayo! There it is. Ayo! <laughs> well, he didn't have those. Um, I think that Corey made the right decision too. I mean, he did the weird thing was is when I was watching it last night, Sorry, excuse me. When I was watching it last night, I genuinely forgot that um, Logan existed. And I was like, he's going to call it CT. I think he's going to do it. I, Corey's like feeling himself right now. He's going to, and then, you know. I, uh, I quite enjoyed, I quite enjoyed that Corey, Corey should have stuck with the Nelson joke a bit longer. Whereas like, who are you calling out? Nelly T, no, I'm playing. He's got Nelly T. Nah. You no, know, the you thing is though, the thing is, though, is I think that if he did do that, like, it's possible TJ could be like, okay, Nelson, come yeah. on down. You know what so I mean? Like, I had that, that. 
Yeah. I had that thought as well. That would be amazing. It's like, imagine if you accidentally call out your best mate. That would be so right. tragic. And it'd be, but it would also be the most Corey and Nelson thing on the planet. A hundred thousand percent. That would have been so Corey, like trying to make a joke and it backfiring. The only way it could be more Corey and Nelson is that they both lost the elimination and went home. Yeah. They both fell at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of the elimination, let's go down to the sand and find out the rules straight from the mouth of Thomas Joseph himself. All right, agents. Tonight you are playing Rope Burn. As you can see, there are two giant cages behind me, and I'm going to put a rope between them. To begin, you're going to start on top of one of these cages holding the rope. When I say go, you're going to start winging that rope trying to whip it out of your opponent's hands. If you snatch that rope out of their hands or make them fall off the cage, you get a point. Best two out of three will win this game, all right? Let's go, Corey. Oh, and one more thing. That rope is going to be on fire. <laughs> all right, George. So what we have here is a tug of war on top of a couple steel spears. We have the greatest new Hawkeye of all time. Versus a potential new hot guy that was surpassed on his own season. Let's discuss. What did you think? I thought, so I actually originally had Corey as the favorite here because I don't know how bad Logan's injury is still, but balancing on that when you've got a pulled hamstring can't be easy. So I'm starting, based on this elimination, I'm starting to think Logan's healed. Um, I originally thought Corey was the favorite. And then I remembered how bad his muscular endurance is. Um, mm. And just like from his elimination with Bettina, um, from just general bits where he's flamed out with any kind of endurance challenge. I, I then was like, actually, if Logan's got the right strategy here, and we've seen Logan can be a little bit strategic, um, only actually in that mud pit thing when he made the deal with people, but at least he's, we know he's got a brain. Um mm -hmm. Something like Corey doesn't. So actually, if we go back to my Wizard of Oz analogy, he would be the scarecrow. <laughs> nah, no, if no, I no. only had a brain. Sorry. <laughs> Damn it. Copyright. <laughs> Levi will kill us. Um, um, my, my thing was, is, is the first thing I thought of is all the shots that we've gotten all season of Corey doing like CrossFit rope workouts. And and I'm just thinking to myself, like, man, oh, man. Um, they really kind of, they really kind of telegraphed this one. Like, I was like, I was like, they didn't, I was like putting my, my Jake Edgick hat on and was <laughs> like, maybe they showed this for a reason, you know, like maybe they showed this because to set us up for the win, but you know, it turns out uh, they kind of set us up for the loss. Do you think they did that on purpose? Like showed all that? Or is it because that's just like, Corey, they just wanted to show Corey working out. I think they just wanted to show Corey working out, but doesn't someone call that out during the elimination in the cast? They yeah. go, you've been Amanda, doing this Amanda all season. Yeah, because yeah. it's Amanda. Yeah, and I, but hey. I said it right away. I was like, this is perfect for Corey. This is great. This is his hey. workout. Hey, fuckhead, you've been working out on this all day. Why should we have been <laughs> That teaches you to um, be in a challenge. Yeah, and I also think that there was like a situation where this went on a lot longer than the edit showed us, you know, because obviously they're not going to make this the full fucking episode, but I think that they were up there for a while. Yeah, I can imagine this being like half an hour of an elimination, to be honest, just because... Easy. Like, yeah, it's... Uh, it looked quite hard to get people off this. 
because oh sorry can we um i also cracked up during the description of this uh elimination it's just like but not that's not all the rope will be on fire on I fire like, yeah. <laughs> i was just like yay the pyrotechnic guy has a job back again we've missed him for the last couple of episodes oh, Abby. and they even showed him he even got camera time did you see him they even showed him for a second or two it's great um uh, no i not- you know i I, I kind of, I'm, I'm with you. I was, I, I didn't know what the strategy was. I was like talking it out with my girlfriend and I was just like, what, like, what, like, what are we supposed to, what are they, what are they supposed to do? Like, what, so that I, was, what do you think was the best strategy? That was the thing that was weird. Cause I saw Corey immediately start to do his sodding battle rope exercise. That is not the right way to go about this. You are putting no pressure on your opposition no. by flicking the sodding rope. If anything, you're exhausting your own arm. It was the right. worst strategy. I could not think of a worse way to go about this than Corey. I would have liked to see Nelson do this because he definitely would have pulled the rope until he got to the fire bit and said, and, like, <laughs> and then go, and then he'd probably like end the elimination, go and high five Corey and go, ow, my hand, fire's hot. Uh, <laughs> yes, Nelson, water is also wet. Um, water, yep. Actually, you no, know, I've got into that argument before. Is water wet or does it just make things wet? Anyway, moving on because that's just a stupid answer. <laughs> That, person, science class. That, that, that was about a nine pint conversation i was like how do i get out of this chat as quick as possible because i don't like you um i think so the best strategy here was logan's which was to wait for Corey to tire himself out and then when he starts to lose his grip yank um mm. hey you're one of you're one of those hey nice yeah uh, um, but that's what Nelson, sorry, that's what Corey says he's going to do, isn't he? He says, I'm going to wear him down. And then he immediately starts going hammer and tongs for the most inefficient movement of all time. Dumbass. Yeah, I think he was just a little bored and frustrated. Like, I just think that, that they both just stood up there. Like, I don't know. I, I Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm with you. I didn't know. I was like, why is Corey wasting his strength? But then it's also like, well, you got to do something. Like, you know what I mean? You have to do, you have to like you know i guess the best strategy would have been to not do anything but if they just both didn't do anything you know what are we what are we really talking about here the only strategy i could think of if you were um trying to like if you were being the aggressor in this is to try and shift them off balance by slightly tweaking the direction you're pulling like left and right rather than yeah. forward and backwards. And just mm-hmm. try and put, because even if you can, they're on top of a sphere, right? They don't really have a secure footing. If you can slightly tweak them off balance, if they start going, you then keep pulling on that side. And also mm-hmm. if you make them start guessing by pulling in different directions, um, they then might guess wrong, lean the wrong way. And then you pull that way and then they're overcompensating their weight and then they get pulled again. That was the only thing I could think of if I was going to be the aggressor in this elimination. I would also use your legs. Logan has a really good wide stance. Is that sick? Yes, no. Corey was a little, yeah, Corey was a little tight. You're right. Corey, Corey was using, that's not a, a so I, I came up with the like putting things a different way, which is why it's a shit tactic. RIP Grantland caught out the, uh, the leg thing because I don't look at people's legs because I don't have any. <laughs> I, yeah, I skip, you know, you, I, I skip, I skip leg day on many occurrences. You've been low key obsessed with CT's calves for a long time now. He's got um, great calves. <laughs> yeah. So overall, Logan outlasted Corey, and uh, you know, I don't think this is the last time we're going to see 
Corey on our screens. So what are your overall thoughts on Corey this season in general, moving forward? I know earlier you were like, oh, maybe he needs to take a break. Um, but do you actually think he could eventually win one of these things? Or is he always going to be the bridesmaid, never the bride? Like, what do you think? I actually think this was co- the format of this season is the best chance Corey has ever had to win. Mm. Because Corey has got so many gaps in his game. His only way to win a final, and I think I've said this word for word before, his only way to win a final is to go against people much worse than him um, or be part of a team or have a partner who can plug his um, gaps. And ironically, there is no one who would be better at plugging his uh, his gaps than Amanda. <laughs> That's true. I mean, yeah, no, you're, you're, well, I mean, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot to parse through in that phrasing that you just had there. But, uh, um, yeah, I, uh, no, I agree. I mean, I agree about that part, but like, I mean, Corey could have won double agents if CT had not Amber as a partner, you know, what if Corey had Amber as a partner last year and CT had Cam, I guess CT and Cam probably. I think CT and Cam take that because I think Amber and Corey would have struggled Definitely at the math check, maths checkpoint. No offense, Amber. I know you've got this calculator, but they would have. They no, would have you're lost, right. They would have Reality lost too. They would have lost too much time at the checkpoints against CT and Cam, and CT and Cam's endurance is like A minus B plus. Um, Corey's endurance, he probably gets Amber would probably run circles around him. I think. Uh, I think Amanda would definitely beat Corey over like a ten k. Now, what if it was okay? Now, what if let's go to let's let's play this play this game. What if it was the final CT was gone and replacing with Fessy? So it was it was Leroy Nani, Cam Corey, Amber Fessy. Cam and Corey probably win, right? Or do Amber and Fessy win? Cam and Corey are both terrible eaters. Fessy isn't a great eater, but we've never actually seen him try. Um, mm-hmm. Amber is a good eater, to be fair. <laughs> right. <laughs> sure. Um, I find that would have been. Wait, who's got Casey? Nobody. Casey, you heard her name. She's gone. I took her out okay. of the equation. Hypothetically. Uh, it definitely wouldn't be Leroy and Nanny. Because. Mm. Bummer. You hate what? Nanny. You really hate her. Uh, you hate her so go. much. Yeah, sorry. That's been the longest we've gone for a podcast without that joke being made in there. And I without you taking shots at Nanny? I know, right? <laughs> I, I'm just so, so vile. Um, I, I can call that. That that would be Corey and... I think you'd say Corey and Cam are your favourites there. So basically what you're saying is things have to be perfect for Corey to win a final. You don't think he can win through it, but you don't think he can overcome the odds is what you're saying. No. Which I mean, he ha- clearly he happens be- in a final anyway. Yeah. What's the time when someone has beaten the favourites? Johnny and Camilla beating CT and DM. I'd say that was yeah. someone beating. But those two are like 1A and 1B, right? Like Johnny and right. Camilla versus CT and DM is like, that's a very, very close pair. Um, what's a, what's a major finals up? If Johnny Riley had beaten Bananas, which he nearly did, that would have been a major upset. Um, I think that the challenge gods would have bananas would have been the, the winner of that no matter what the times actually were. But that's a different that's a different conversation for a different day. That'd um, be a good round. But no, but, I mean, but quickly, can you think of any major challenge uh, final upset except for Big Easy dying? 
Um, no, no, I can't. I mean, the challenge, the finals almost always chalk because I mean, we go, we always talk about it, but it's usually down to just who can run the farthest and the fastest. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I don't know, dude, I didn't think CT and Amber were going to win last season. Um, but that's because I didn't know Amber was, you know, the best runner um, that, of the group. They hid that from us all season. But, I, you know, that wasn't really an upset. That was more of an upset that editing kind of put in front of us. Although some people I'd might love, not think it's an upset. I'd love to race Amber. Mm. I reckon She'd I'd smoke you. Mm, I'm She'd pretty smoke ra- you. I'm pretty rapid. No, you would, you would just allow her to win. So she would just smoke you. Mate, I'm so competitive. Um, There's no chance that's happening. <laughs> um, fair enough. Speaking sorry. of competitive. Back to no, Corey. No, sorry, yeah. I was going to say, do you do you agree? Do you see any way like he could win a final without it being perfect for him? You know, I'd love to just sit here and be like, yeah, fuck yeah, Corey could win. Why not? But I mean... No, it, it does have to be kind of set up for him. Just, I mean, he, you're right. He has too many gaps in his game that it has to be made up for on another end or on the other end of it, I guess. Okay. If it's an individual final this season and it's four guys, four girls, so just pick the guys, right? What four could Corey beat four people from this cast in the final? Yes. Devin, Josh, Nelson. Yes. So you think I, don't think well would. I don't think he'd win. To be honest no. with you, sadly enough, you know what, who I think would win that final? I guess sadly enough is a bit strong. I think Josh wins that. I think Devin wins that. I think Josh is, can run farther and faster than Devin. So I put this on the Reddit this week, actually, that I, I think Devin's poor athleticism is massively overrated. I don't think he's as bad as everyone says. I think he's like, he only lost the purge on vendettas to Kyle by 10 seconds. Yeah. But you know what though? If you're, if you're, if you're, if you come in 10th place in the Olympics, it doesn't mean you're bad, but you are in 10th place. You know, I think that there's, I don't, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that he's weak. I don't think there's any weak people left, which is why it's like, when we had that Amanda conversation earlier, it's, like it's it's like picking the worst of the best. I don't think there's any there's no layups. The lay a layup hasn't skated through. I mean, Big T, you can argue, but there hasn't been like a layup that's like been kept around or like skated through. Like they didn't keep Tracy around just to like eat her alive later on. Yeah, you know, or not, like not, somebody not, like that. Not a layup on like the Jay and Jenna um level yeah. layout from Exodus 2. No, I do agree. I actually think Josh would be quite good in the final. Josh is a layup in terms of eliminations. See, that's the thing, man. It's like the thing with Josh, and I said it last week too. Like, when you're in somebody's like Josh's position where you don't have a real job and your life is this, all he's done is train. Yeah. Like, it's not like his endurance is probably awesome. Like, I'm sure he can, I'm sure he's probably really like strong now, like in the ways you need to be strong for the challenge. Like, he knows how to be a good challenger now. So like, it's not like he's been sitting around and like not training for it. This is what he, this is his life. I mean, this is what he wants. So I'm sure his endurance is great. Like I'm sure when he gets to a final, he's going to crush it. Like, I, you know, he's still Josh and he's still a big goof and like, there's still people better than him and stuff, but like, 
to, to, is, to I mean, the most to accurate think... nickname anyone has ever been given oh. on the challenge. Right, right. But like, it's so true though. Like, I mean, I'm sure his endurance is great. Like in a team final setting, Josh is not going to be an anchor. Like, oh, yeah, it's just, crazy. and if, you know, like if he is, then that's not him. Like, I stand by really... that. I think if you had Josh on War of the Worlds 2 final, USA might have won. Because you get mm. Zach, Josh, Leroy, um, and then alternate the fourth to carry that gurney the entire time, you're fine. I guess that's a thing we'll never we'll never find out about, George. No. Um, <laughs> God, I so now Logan has an important decision to make. What team do you think he will choose? Let's find out what happens when Logan stops being polite and starts getting real. Logan, getting it done. The rookie just dominated tonight yeah by winning tonight's elimination round it is time for a decision do you want to go back to the ruby cell or do you want to infiltrate and steal a spot on the sapphire cell or the emerald cell what's it gonna be i say the ruby until death but that is death when someone of your team shoot you i can't come back there and neither to the Emerald. So I have to go to the Sapphire. Logan breaks the pack. He doesn't come back to Ruby team. This game consists of lies, spies, and allies. I don't have any allies, but I have a lot of spies and liars on my team. Okay. All right, so whose spot do you want to steal? I'm going to take Kyle's position. So Logan musters up some bullshit parable about getting shot or something. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. He just was so hot. I don't, words aren't, uh, you know, who cares? Um, regarding why he doesn't head back to Ruby and switches sides with a reluctant Kyle. Did George make the right decision? Or I'm sorry. <laughs> you <are> George. <laughs> I guess the question is, did George make the right decision by getting on a Zoom call is a question that everyone who's listening to this podcast can ask themselves. But did Logan make the right decision? <laughs> That's the question that I'm actually asking here. <laughs> Do more filler while I finish laughing. <laughs> um, who's the new favorite team moving forward? Is Emerald still bloated? Thank you Let's for um, confusion. Thank you for confusing me with Logan, first of all. Yeah, wow, um, that's congratulations. Logan. Um, <laughs> but, so his, his excuse for switching to, um, switching away from Ruby was because Corey had called him out. That is bullshit. Um, yeah. Because he, he, he promised that he wasn't going to um, switch, right? Even if it was, yeah. if it was anyone, he was always going to switch. That Corey thing yeah. was, because he sent home the person who called him out. That doesn't mean Ruby isn't his home anymore, like. Logan, I know your game. Him. I think he's definitely a sociopath. I think you're right. Oh, crap. We said that off air. Sorry. <laughs> Keep it in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that sees... Um, I think he's made the right... I don't actually know. Why did he not choose Emerald? I think that it's possible that after he didn't get voted in, him and Josh kind of had like a, hey, you know, you stay over there. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I was wondering the same thing. And I, yeah, I think it's mostly because of that's probably what they determined. That, that was probably predetermined, you know. Hold on. It's Josh. Like, do you think, oh, sorry. no, I just think Corey is the type of person who probably gave Logan a heads up, you know. 
yeah. I think he's like, hey, man, you know, good chance I'm going against you. Just wanted to be straight up with you. I see Corey being that type of guy. I do, too. He's the kind of guy who would help you move. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> I... <laughs> it's weird. Stupid. <laughs> so, actually, is that... That's interesting. I, I hadn't thought about Josh and um, Logan having that conversation, but I think you're definitely right. Does that mean that Emerald are actually playing an even better game at the moment because they're getting the other two teams to weaken each other while they just remain intact? So they are saying, look, mate, I'll take you to the final if you don't infiltrate us, it'll be fine. Because they already mm-hmm. knew Corey was going to switch and go to Emerald and throw it, which I kind of wish he had done, by the way. Um, oh, but so they were like, right, hands, let, you know? let's make, let's make as, we may as well make a deal with the person we know isn't going to screw us. Um, and see if we can keep Emerald intact. We'll drag him to the final as a present, but we know we can beat him in a final. So they're basically doing what the majority alliance on War of the Worlds 2 thought they was doing by dragging a terrible team with them when, in fact, they actually brought a better team member. Right. And also, I just think that Emerald is so determined to stay together that it, they, they'll do anything. Their, their ass is out, but like they keep winning, so it doesn't matter. It'll be interesting when someone that they can't control finally wins one of these things um, and doesn't have, because Kyle would have been that, but Kyle was obviously always, he was going to all these to CT no matter what. Um, but somebody like Kyle, more of a chaos agent, you know, that could have won this. Um, speaking of winning, who's the favorite moving forward now that Sapphire has Logan, Emmy, CT, and who else? Ashley. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Ruby, Nelson, Amanda, Big T, and Kyle is, <laughs> you know, no. Um, so who who's the who's the the? Do you think Emerald's still the favorite? Until they make having more numbers a negative, then Emerald is going to walk this the entire rest of the season. God, I hope they do. Like they need to change the way. Hmm, I'm trying to think actually because. If you think of that, like T-Bone one, if everyone has to mm-hmm. go the same number of times, right? Having less players, if you're a very good team, is quite good because you just send, you get your better players to go each time. And say if Kyle had stayed on Sapphire, then having Kyle, CT and CT be your three guys and then Emmy, Ashley, Emmy, that's almost better than Emeralds because the guys would, de- you probably picked say CT and Kyle would beat every guy on Emerald in, in physical activities. I mean, maybe, but like, again, now we're talking hypotheticals again, and it's like, you just, who knows? Cause I mean, we haven't even trivia yet. When's trivia? When's that happening? Like, Oh, Emerald should win trivia. No, you think, on. but it's Ruby all depends could, on what questions they get. Ruby could win trivia. Yeah. I mean, big T and Amanda could just carry him. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Nelson and Kyle are not winning trivia. Oh my How God. amazing if, would if it Nelson be if Nelson his... broke the streak on trivia? That would be just basically, oh and he did had and he had nothing to do with it. Like that would be just. Is it bad that I kind of want him to get to fifty before he wins one though? Because I would find that really funny. What would that put us? It's four more. So I mean, if so, that's four more episodes. He would be at fifty. I mean, that's that's so terrible. That's yeah, so it's absolutely many. doable. It's probable. It's so many. That's so <laughs> many. Do you think he That's... knows? Do you think he knows? Like, do you think like he, at, during filming Spies, Lies, and Allies, like he knew how many losses he had in a row? 
Oh, he must know some. He must have some inkling. He, he, but to be fair, he probably can't count to forty-six. I mean, you've only got five fingers, five. <laughs> Sorry, you've got ten in your hands and ten in your toes. <laughs> no, no, Nelson can count to twenty, but he has to take off his shoes and socks. Um, yeah. Right, no. <laughs> God, I've been very, very rude about people in this podcast. Me by crushing Nelson since we hit record is what you've been doing. It's because I swatched the Exorcist yesterday and it freaked me out. <laughs> oh, that's why you okay? How that shuts out. Power um, of Christ compels you, George. The power of Christ compels you. Power of Christ compels me to think of who my new favorite team is. And honestly, I'm gonna have to say it's gonna be it's it's staying as Emerald. If if I have to blindly pick a daily winner without knowing what the daily is, it's it's Emerald. You know what's weird is I think Ruby got worse switching out Logan for Kyle. Is that weird? Um, I'd say the or not Ruby. I mean uh, Sapphire got worse. I I think Sapphire got worse. Yeah, Um, because I haven't. I don't see how Logan's leg is holding up. I mean, the interesting one, right, is if you can, if Logan is definitely injured, hamstrings take about a couple of weeks of rest to heal. If they're like a minor tear, right, it's probably fair. Yeah, but Logan's had Logan's had no rest on it, so like that that hamstring will still not be in tip top shape in the final. So. Ha, tip top. That's the first time we've managed to say tip top on this podcast. That's very British. Is it the first time? That is. I'll so. see. Yeah. Um, who's your Who's your favorite? Who's your Who's still your emerald. best? Yeah. Who's yeah. your best team if the final was to no still emerald actually? Yeah, I mean it's whoever has it's your it's the final and teams. It comes down to your weakest player for the most part. World Awards World Awards two is a little different than that, but um, <laughs> for the most part with the team, team stuff, wow, mm-hmm. debatable. Um, I don't know. I think in a final situation, Emerald probably still wins, although it might be a bloat situation where them having six is a is like a is a disadvantage. Um, so we'll see. I wonder if that's ever going to be a thing. If, or if they're going to be like, you know what, we're sticking together forever. Best friends, BFFs, BFFLs. Hmm. I think Emerald would take the gamble just before the final to try and get CT. Um, they, they should start bringing, but I, I just... I, I, this is, again, it actually, it's, it's the same problem as the first bit of the season in that it was predictable. It's just predictable with teams now. yeah. Yeah, it is a little. It's yeah. That I yeah. I kind of agree. I like th- like this challenge was one where having six was the reason that they won more than anything. So it's like that was set up for the largest team to win. You know, Josh's Josh's mission win rate must be pretty high. Oh, you know who's as high is it's got to be like Casey. Like low key might be like the best challenger like to ever live. She's um she's got the highest win rate of anyone who's done thirty or more dailies. Yeah, I mean it's insane. It's crazy. Like she's yeah. always winning. But like, who cares? No, I forgot she was in this episode until she had a small confession at the end. Right. I mean, I forget she's around all the time until she's like winning everything always. You know how like Leroy worked on his um, swimming in between seasons for double agents and got much better. How do you train a personality? I'll, I'll, I'll um, pay. I'll pay. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You don't. I mean, she's either got to start forcing it, which none of us are like. Well, I'll just be like, what is she doing? It's just it is what it is, man. I mean, they casted a boring person. And like, whatever, she is good at these things. But I mean, like, 
I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. I don't think that being good at the challenge is the most important part of being on the challenge from like a fan's perspective, you know, like I think that the fact that she is like, okay, I think that there's a reason that Jenny hasn't been asked back. And this is kind of part of it where it's like, she's really good, but like, who cares? You know, I don't don't think Jenny was that boring. No, I don't think she had much more charisma than Casey does. And and she had really messy gameplay. Like she promised loads of people things at the start of Total Madness. It blew up in her face. We also didn't see. So I read a really good article of hers actually. And there was like the thing, all the things that got cut out, there was an entire revenge arc on her with D. So when D tried to get her thrown in a second time, mm. um, there was literally like, it was Bananas, Kyle and Jenny. It was like, right, we've got to get me against D. I'll take her out. And there was a point where when D got voted in at the last bit, she was just like, um, oh, she tries to intimidate Jenny. And Jenny goes, well, bring it on. And that would have given, oh, why did they have to edit her out? Total Madness could actually mm. been a really good season if they kept that in. Um how much do you reckon I'd have to like? What kind of level of blackmail do you reckon I have to get on MTV to like release me the full season? Uh, not enough. I don't think that there's enough. How many stabs in the back do you think? No, sorry, we're joking about that. MTV, <laughs> I, love, I love the show. Please carry on. Just start reusing. Speaking some of cool wandering daily. around in the Czech Republic with D, um, what do you <laughs> think of the episode overall? Winners, losers? What do you got for me? Rate it on a rate. What do you got? To me, this was just a bit of a nothing episode. Mm. I didn't, I liked the, it had a strong start actually, because I liked the silly house elements that were back with um, Emmanuel spanking his meat and then being quite shit at beer pong and then fixing the pipes. Um, there was some good, there was a good house, there was some good house moments, but there, yeah. actually, yeah, I did not mind the elimination. We haven't actually said that. What did you think of the elimination as a concept? Oh, yeah. I mean, it seemed, I would have liked, um, I don't know. I, I'm always more of a fan of when it's like a little more physical than that. Like it was like, it was like frustrating to watch because like I said, I couldn't figure out the strategy. So I was like, even on my couch, like just like moving around and like trying to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, trying to figure it out. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it was, it was fine. It's like similar to like the challenges, like the challenges and illuminations are oddly enough, always my least favorite parts of the episodes, which is weird because like, you know, that's, the show so, but did you, um, you know. did you catch what josh said about um getting ptsd from the elimination because of from jordan? The, with jordan yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did see that although it was a little bit different but yeah i was thinking the same thing like maybe josh has some insight for for his buddy he can scream out in spanish to him um speaking of screaming out in spanish uh that wraps it up anything else oh, any oh, final thoughts what did you hold on what did you think of the episode Oh, yeah, I agree. I thought it was pretty, uh, pretty straightforward stuff. I, I was into the whole, like, kind of Corey story um, of it. Uh, I think that I, I'm super interested in Corey. I, I do see how he can get a little boring these days for people. Um, for me, it's like one of those things where, like, I, I can still remember Corey's real world season. So, like, I'm always super interested in that part of it where like I, I watch this person change over time. And like this episode is very like an end cap to it where like 
I mean, he's like him, watching him and Nelson, like his little send off to Nelson was really cool. Like I, I like that stuff of it um, to bring a full circle of the episode, bring it back to your poll. Like the, that's the, the, the cast relationship part of it. Like, I mean, that, that always interests me. So the watching the, the downfall of Corey was in, was, was, was a good, was a good, like, um, I don't know. It was fun to watch, but other than that, yeah, the episode was pretty because the challenge itself was so mundane and just like, yeah, it was a little bit of a filler for sure. Yeah. I'm trying to answer your second question of who impressed me overall. And I haven't really got anyone except for Logan. Mm. 2-0 second elimination win against a someone with a very good elimination record. Corey's like eight and three. I mean, he's also been around. So like it's, you know, yeah. any veterans, like, you know, it's always harder to beat them just because it's, they know what to do. They know what it's like is being in that elimination ring, like under the lights with everybody watching, like that's as much mental as it is physical for a lot of people. Like some people yeah, can't handle the pressure, you know? Um, right. Yeah. Let's do, let's Who impressed me? Who yeah. impressed me was the pyro guy because they finally got screen time. That's who Yeah, buddy, pyro guy. <laughs> Actually, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, fine. He can be our MVP of the episode because I have no other candidates. Um, yeah. Winners and losers. Kyle's definitely a loser. Um, he's definitely traded down, hasn't he? I think Sapphire has mm. traded down too. I don't think Kyle going back to Ruby makes it any stronger though. Like it's no, limited. That team is. That team's fucked. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think Kyle's going to go try and go back in? No. I think he's done. I think I don't think he wants to be back in the elimination at all. Well, my only point there is like you're not winning a final with Big T on your team. If Logan, oh, but like you can't control home. that though. You know, like the only thing at this point you control is like winning an elimination if you go down there. Like I think Kyle's resigned to the fact that he can't. He can't. He has no impact on the game as far as that goes. He can't impact it that much. So, like, I think he gets it. I think he knows. Carr's a similar boat to Corey, isn't he? He needs to have a very good team or a perfect situation to win a final. That's why I think he should risk going down. And also uh, the reason I would want to go down sooner rather than later is, say Emerald keeps winning, I'd much rather call out Logan than Nelson or CT. Yeah, I mean, no, look, you're all those that definitely makes sense and all your reasonings make sense to go down there, but I've just I'm always under the under the I'm always under the working the working assumption of don't ever go to elimination ever for any reason, yeah. ever. Um, it just doesn't it just doesn't yeah, I don't know. Like it worked out for any, you know, and because she followed that Thing, like go to elimination control my own destiny and it worked out for her but that easily just as could have not worked out for her and she could be at home and all it was is because ct told her to go down and like she'd probably feel real bad about herself so it's just yeah while i agree kyle might want to game it so he can switch teams kyle doesn't want to go back to elimination i don't think yeah. he does i also kind of want them to stop having the switching team thing going forward i think it's more so think- i think it's more I think it's more like not that this season it can stay because I want to see how it plays out. Next season, let's go back to just standard, no switching, work with your rival the entire season. The problem with with the no switching thing is it becomes a very cutthroaty situation where the same person will just get voted in by their team every time. It'll just be the same person every time. Yeah. So I was thinking, what if you switched it up though, right? So instead of um 
you know in cutthroat you vote in your own team member mm-hmm. if you're a losing team what if it's the exact same format and you vote in the opposition team member you want because then you have to because then, then you have to because then you have to game theory it right which is like yeah. okay we want to say say it's like sapphire versus um ruby like it was today and it's guys you're like right so you'd probably vote in you'd probably then get logan versus kyle but do you game theory and go look if we send down ct he'll just keep picking apart that team um, and if Kyle can whip the votes from Ashley and no, he wouldn't be able to whip Ashley and Emmy into doing that, but it's a completely different strategic thing. Cause you're like, actually let's use our weapons to take people out. I think that would be an absolutely fascinating season. I agree. I know. I actually am way into that. Except for the only problem I see is that no one would ever vote CT and still that's still too, he would still float because, you know, he cooks everyone dinner. So why not? <laughs> this is our um, he was a really good barber <laughs> but i think well i think that bringing up the imagery of leroy cutting hair is about the perfect place to stop this episode because that makes me smile and uh that's really all that matters so george thank you so much for riding along in the sidecar with me here uh big shout out to levi we miss you can't wait to see you soon and make this podcast good again and uh, George, any um, social media you want to plug? This is bad. I don't remember what our social medias are. Um, come follow us. Uh, come find us on the Reddit. Uh, we post under LixLev. He will post a link to every episode. Come follow us on our socials. Uh, we don't use Twitter because it's a cesspit and for horrible, horrible people. So please use Instagram for at ChallengeReact. Um, and if you want to hear some more well-structured, nonsensical, weird movie references, head over to uh, brianrbatty.medium.com and read some uh, wonderfully written prose from um, my very, very talented, um, and not as good as Levi, but a solid replacement uh, co-host, Brian... Brian's iPad is his name on the Zoom today, so I'll be calling him that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a perfect place. And thank you so much, George. Um, And as always, for everyone, happy challenge watching. And we will leave you with the trailer for next week. See you all later. You want to come to my team? can't stop you. I want to run with Casey and Nadia. So you don't care. You want me to switch Tori out? Thanks, Josh. That's all I needed to hear. Today's mission is called Submerge. This is terrifying. We are smaller numbers, but big in heart. We are a strong team. 